Hello everyone, it's DJ, and welcome to another episode of RC Retirement. This week, I or this episode, I think we're going to go for something a little easier. We've been getting into some deep topics lately, and I think we need a break. So how about we talk about the Survivor Benefit Plan? It's been a while since we have talked about something that is simple like that, or comparatively simple like that. So I'm going to take a mental break for today and go with something that, at least for me anyway, is something that is mentally not as taxing and you know a, a bit of a relaxation for, for this episode at least. Now, believe it or not, this is my second attempt at this episode. I wanted to do this back on Friday. I'm recording this on Sunday. I wanted to do this a while ago, but I wanted to do this episode with some numeric support, and I was most of the way through it. I had it almost done, and then I realized that my video settings for the recording were wrong and what I had on the computer screen to show you guys was only showing about maybe 70% of what I thought it was and the stuff I was describing was not actually on the screen. So I got all mad and turned everything off and said the heck with it. Well, I use stronger words than that and decided I'm just not going to do any more today. I'm going to relax and come back to it later. So here we are later doing it again. And it's a good thing that I did that actually, because when I came back and took another look at the numbers I was going to use in my giant Excel spreadsheet, I found some flaws in the formulas that made the results all wrong and as a result made what I was going to show you wrong. So now I'm coming to you with better information than I would have back on Friday and as a result I'm providing you more accurate and hopefully better to and easier to understand information. So, better for all of us, right? So, let's move on and hopefully get some good time, some good info all around. So, what I'm going to describe to you today is a situation I not all the time encountered back when I was actively working as a retirement services officer, but it did happen often enough that I built it into the calculator that I used when counseling retirees and their spouses. So that tells you right there that this was a routine occurrence. If I had to have the answer readily available, this happened on a regular basis. So here's what happened. I would do my normal thing of calculating retired pay, 
which would calculate the survivor benefit annuity and the premiums that would go with it. And retiree A would get sticker shock. He wouldn't like what he saw. And he'd say, well, I don't want to pay that. I'm adjusting some numbers on the screen if you see my eyes flickering back and forth here. He'd say, I don't want to pay that. That's a lot of money. I'll just take whatever amount of money you're saying is for the survivor benefit plan and invest it. And before long, I'll have even more money as the total value of my investment than you're saying the survivor benefit plan is worth. And then when I pass away, I'll have that nest egg, that investment, as something to pass on to my family rather than the survivor benefit plan, which you know, if my wife passes before me is not available to pass on to my family as, you know, as an asset. And I would say, well, that's true if the survivor benefit plan no, it the survivor benefit plan is not an asset you can pass if your wife passes before you. But let's run the numbers. We have to consider your age, your wife's age, and a lot of other factors before you can just arbitrarily make this decision. We have to consider reality as well. For example, here it is, 2000, well, when I was saying these things, it was 2018. Let's say it's 2019 now, which it is. But here it is, 2019. What happened 11 years ago? We had a giant market crash. Some would say correction, whatever you want to call it. A lot of people lost a significant amount of their investments, money they were planning on supporting them for retirement, you have to be prepared for that. So if you, and so you have to also think about if you had been planning on that money being your nest egg for retirement or simply for passing on to family members as an asset when you pass away, and then suddenly this sort of market correction occurs, well, now you're in a bit of a bind. At least with something like the survivor benefit plan, you don't have to worry about that kind of market event occurring. Even if it does occur, the survivor benefit plan is still there and its value is unaffected. All right, so I've been talking about a lot of theoretical stuff. Let me actually show you some numbers and tell you, show you at least on the screen what I'm talking about. And I've been trying to keep with correct grammar. Sorry, English teachers, and I just slipped up there. So we'll, we'll get a little more informal here. And for you listening on the podcast, I am going to try to keep things simple enough that you can still understand what I'm saying. All right. So for my first example, 
I'm talking about a, a lieutenant colonel or an O5 for those of you in other branches like the Navy. I'm talking about an O5 who has a disability retirement. So he has a 50% military retirement. He has a monthly retired pay of $4,554 per month, which I'm showing on the screen right now. You can see part of my calculator right here. You see $4,554 per month. And up here, you see his date of birth, 1967-07-27. That's his date of birth. And he just was separated from the military this month and started getting, or last month, started getting retired pay at the beginning of February this year. I'm slipping over to another tab, and you see a little bit of information about his wife. She was born just two months before him, or, or six months before him, pardon me. And... They were married in September of 1990. He was eligible for a 20-year letter back in 2012 and made a survivor benefit election of spouse only. You can see that here. Sorry, podcast guys, you can't see that here, but at least I'm explaining it. All right. And when he applied for retired pay on the military side, he chose to cover spouse only as well. Now, since he's going out with a disability pension, there are no reserve component survivor benefit premiums for him. So when I go down to the calculation for that, <coughs> you'll see no, no premium for that. But you will see a 6.5% premium for the active duty survivor benefit plan, which, based on the amount of retired pay that I mentioned for him, is $296 and one penny. So 6.5% of his retired pay. And if something were to happen to him, that would equal a 55% survivor annuity for his spouse, which would equal $2,504 per month for the rest of her life, should she, uh, unless she were to remarry prior to age 55. All right, let us continue on to the next tab. Let's say that this 05 balks at that $296 premium amount and says, first of all, what if I just get a life insurance policy? All right, fine. I mean, you all have heard me cover that topic before. I have said, Life insurance runs out, like in this example here, you know, which is just preset for my counseling sessions at four hundred thousand, because that's typically what people in the military have because of service members group life insurance. 
Okay, so you have 400000 and if your spouse were to take out 2500 per month, because that's what the SBP is, then she would have money until she turned 68, and then be out of funds. You can see the comparison here. So if she were to take out the amount of the survivor annuity every month, as if she were living on it, solely she'd have money for about 15 years and then be out of money and according to the actuaries she is probably going to live for 23 years uh, 25 no 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 no. let me get my math right for 15 years after that she's, she's expected to live until 85 and the minimum amount of life insurance that is expected to be needed to match the total value of the survivor benefit plan, if that retiree were to die today, would be $968,173.69, if you want to be precise. All right, so... That is the number, $968,000, that this retiree would need to match if he wanted to take the survivor benefit premiums and invest the premiums into a market-based fund of some sort and try to equal some sort of overall nest egg and replace the survivor benefit plan. Now, I am being a little overly simplistic here because as he ages, as his spouse ages, obviously, you'd have to recompute those numbers and, and, and re-normalize uh, them because the amount of money needed as you age lessens and you know, we won't get into all that. We're just going to keep that base number and see how it goes. So I'm going to switch to another tab now. And we'll just see if, if you wanted to try to have that 968000 from right now, how long would it take you to get there? So I'll switch to another tab on my calculator. We're assuming that this retiree has nothing in his investment account from day one. That's what the starting value on this line means. We're going to assume a modest rate of return in the beginning of 8%. Assume an inflation rate of 3%. And we'll assume that whatever company that he is using to help manage his account is charging him an annual fee of 2.5%. That's pretty normal, 2, 2.5%, something like that. And we'll go from there. You can find places that charge less or more. It just depends on where you go. And some places, if you manage it yourself, you can find 0%, but... As the total amount of money starts to grow, it becomes more and more difficult to manage that kind of money. 
without finding an annual fee involved somewhere, so I'm just going to assume an annual fee from the beginning. I know I'm getting deep into um, financial management here. Not really, because I'm not a financial manager, but I'm getting a little deep for some lay people like myself here. So you know, don't worry about that kind of thing for right now. We'll just move on. So we've got these base settings here. How long would it take this individual to reach $968,000 if he starts investing $296 per month and that amount of investment per month increases 3% per year. You know, the amount of money he puts into the investment increases 3% per year and the value of his overall account increases 8% per year. And every year his investment manager takes out of the total value of, of his account a 3% fee. Clear enough? If not, I'm going to post examples of all of this. And if you have questions, you can always shoot me an email. Or for those of you on YouTube, you can post a question in the comments section and I'll explain further. All right, so let's just scroll down on here and see how long it takes for this guy to get to $968,000. I've got on the right-hand side of this column, yes or no, so it makes it real easy. To find out. All right, so the first time I see a yes here is in year 36, where this guy is 87 years old and he's just crossed the million dollar mark. So, somewhere between 86 and 87, he hits $968,000. So if we look at the actuarial tables, if this guy first realized that the survivor benefit plan existed and thought, all right, I'm going to take those premiums that he wants me to put into the plan and match the plan myself, then essentially by the time his wife passes away, according to the actuarial tables, he would have, matches, he would have matched the value of the plan. And he would have, of course, had a, a, an asset that he could pass on to his heirs, assuming he's still alive himself. But chances are his spouse is no longer with him. And like I said, you know, we do have to add some reality here of the fact that you'd have to renormalize this number every year because the amount of money you would need would not be 968000 a year from now. It would be less than that. But this is just to get the number or to get the reality into someone's head that you can't just magically turn around and invest a number in the stock market or a mutual fund and get what you want. You've got to throw some reality in there 
and you've got to think about time, how much time is involved when you're talking about returns. When you, it takes anywhere from 25 to 30 years for this kind of investing to truly start equaling a true powerful return. You've got to build a financial base before any real power is generated. It truly takes a lot of time. And a lot of people don't realize this. I mean, if I showed you the numbers behind these calculations, it would be truly astonishing. In fact, when I post this example, when you look at the annual growth, in fact, you can see it here on the screen, looking at the annual growth, you'll see that prior to the 25th year, the annual growth number is very modest. But once it hits about 25, getting up to about 30, it really kicks up. It gets rather huge. This, this really shows why, if you're getting into investing at least, the earlier you start, the better, because time is your friend here. Assuming you can get these kind of returns early. Now, let's assume, just for fun, that this guy started at the same time and got a better return on the market, because I like to play with numbers. I've said before I'm a number junkie. Let's just see what happens if he got a 12% return every year rather than 8 That's getting very, very high, but let's just see what happens. So, he got, he met his goal at year 36 with an 8% average return and a 2.5% annual fee. Let's change that to 12% rate of return every year and a 2% annual fee and just see what happens. I'll change that. And actually, it did not make much of a difference. Instead of year 36, it was year 28. So he met his goal when he was 79. Which again just shows it takes time for the money to build power and truly start to grow for you, especially when you're getting into, when you're, when you're building just a few hundred dollars a month and you're trying to get into the hundreds of thousands. All right, so now let's back up. Let's make this an E7. Same, same numbers, just an E7, 50%. Wanting to, well, let's just see how they turn out. So I'm going to back up. I'm going to change the, the only thing I'm going to change here, I'll leave years of service and whatnot all the same. 
I'm just going to change the pay grade from O5 to E7. The retired pay per month has changed to 2596 The survivor annuity has changed to 1427 per month. And the survivor benefit premium has changed to $168.74 per month. And when we go over to the total value of the survivor benefit annuity, assuming this gentleman were to pass next year, uh, the spouse would run out of money at age 78 if he had a $400,000 life insurance policy. And she would have another seven years of living to do, assuming she only pulled $1,400 a month out of her $400,000 policy, which is living on you know, ramen noodles and scraping by on your uh, utility bills. And that is all. So if he wanted to at least match the 551000 and he's investing the $168, how long would it take him to get there? Starting at... What age was he again? Starting at age 51. Let's just see how long it would take him to get there. So he's starting at age 51 with a two or with an 8% annual return, just like we had originally, and a 2.5% annual fee. And it would take him, well, just like just like he had before. Just like that 05 had. It would take him 36 years. That looks like it's just a standard thing. 36 years to get to $571,000, so somewhere between 86 and 87. And, and by then, according to the actuaries, his wife has probably passed. Chances are so has he. And... What a shame. All right, let's go back and change that again to 12% and 2%, like I did for the last example. That went to 79 again. Looks again like with these settings, it's just the way of things. So if we... Ch All right, so I'm going to post various examples of of all of these different goals, life insurance settings and whatnot, just so you can see all kinds of different possibilities and, and lengths of time. Just one, how annual fees in investing can affect your ultimate goals, so you should look carefully, have a financial manager that is not going to eat you alive, and two, be aware of the risks and rewards of 
know, investing in the stock market. Third, the survivor benefit plan is going to be there regardless of what happens in the stock market. My recommendation is if you want to invest, invest, but have the survivor benefit plan as well. It's going to be there regardless. So have that security as just one more thing in your estate plan. I love investing. I love making money. But I also like security for an estate plan. Keep that. And that was the whole reason for this show. Not just to throw a whole bunch of numbers at you. I wanted to show that time and money are not a sure thing. But the survivor benefit plan is. So when you're putting together an estate plan, keep the things that are guaranteed and then play with those that aren't. All right, so that's that's enough for this show. Like I said, I'm going to post a lot of examples in the show notes for you. And you can always send me questions for anything you don't understand. I hope this was easy to understand, particularly since you got to see a lot of it on the screen. All right, so I hope that this was a good episode for you and that it was at least enjoyable. If you're a number junkie like me, you're probably sitting there scratching with a notepad and going, but what about this? And what about that? And if you're a financial planner, you're probably thinking of all kinds of things in the in the uh, time value of money and you know, going off into all kinds of crazy left field areas and that I haven't even touched on. And you know, I've done that on purpose because I'm trying to keep it simple. And, and yes, I'm not a financial planner myself, and I, I leave the word yet dangling out there, but we'll, we'll leave that alone for now. Um, no, I do hope that this has been an informative episode for you, and, and ask that everyone who has found this beneficial to come over here and click on that little RC retirement icon, subscribe to this channel, my goal is to be at a thousand subscribers by the end of this year, and I hope that you'll help me get there. As I've said before, this is my profession now, and if you would like to help me continue making this YouTube channel and other parts of this media my profession, then please go to rcretirement.com and utilize two two of the links on that website in order to help me continue doing this. One is a link that says shop on Amazon. You can click that link and buy anything you normally buy on Amazon and I will get a small piece of what you buy there. It will cost you nothing extra and I'll get a small commission just for you doing what you normally do. And if you would like to support me on a monthly basis, then you can click another link that says join my Patreon campaign. And you can choose from any one of several pre-established tiers of support, anywhere from $3 to $20 per month. 
And of course, you'll have my great heartfelt, if I had a heart, uh, uh, appreciation. And if any of those do not fit your particular you know, you know, suitabilities, your needs, what you think you should do to support me, then you can create your own tier of support and go from there. All right. So that, of course, is not all you can do. I offer several different types of support to you as well. Since I am a retirement services officer, or was when I was a full-time member of the National Guard, I can still continue to offer those services to you. You can go to rcretirement.com and click the services link, the fee for services link, and see any list of various services that I offer to you. They are for a fee, and some of them are negotiable negotiable based on what is needed. Some of them are not negotiable. Each one is based on you know, what needs to be done. But they are there. They are offered to help you. And sometimes it might just be that you need to talk and see what your options are. If that's the case, then I can give you a call at a pre-established rate and we'll see what you need to do to fix your problem and go from there. All right, so that's my plug for this episode. As always, I appreciate you being part of this audience and look forward to talking to you in the very near future. In fact, my plan is to slowly expand the output of this channel, perhaps to two episodes per week, or who knows? We'll see how things go from there. But uh, my plan is to try two episodes per week and and see if I can maintain that output and, and, and see what you guys want. In fact, that is one thing I would like to hear. Uh, in the comments section, please tell me what you guys want to hear from me. What topics are most important to you? What do you want to hear from me? What have you not heard? What have you heard too much of? You know, you know, you know, is my head too shiny? You know, whatever. Tell me what sort of information you want to hear and what I can do better to make this channel better for you guys. So that's it for this week. Again, thank you for being part of this audience, and I'll be talking to you again soon. Have a great day today and every day. And as always, thank you for your service. I'll talk to you again.